It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council. Talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show on YouTube. We are entering week five on YouTube. We're already over 530 subscribers by the end of the week, I don't want to be at 600. I want to be at 700 subscribers here on YouTube. So if you like the show, let everyone you know. Tell them about it. Tell them to subscribe on YouTube. If you already listened to it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, by the way, rate, review, and subscribe. Five stars only. Don't be a hater. Go ahead and do that. But let them know if they only listen to it to also watch it. And if they don't want to watch, if you're in your car and it's better for you to just listen on the way to work, that's okay. Just take a Quick 30 seconds out of your day, pop on YouTube, whether on your phone, on the app, or go to YouTube.com, search Locked On Panthers, find a blue icon, that's us, the Carolina Panthers, not the Florida Panthers, and click subscribe and help support the show so more Panther fans out there can find the show. Awesome, awesome week last week. Thank you, everyone who supported the show so far. It was really fun to do the live shows, and as I told you on Friday, I will continue to do those when we have breaking news like we had last week, and when I'm just feeling like, hey... Let me just talk to you right now. So after the draft, look for that um, during the season on Sundays. Look for live shows. That's what's going to happen here on Locked on Panthers. And every time, if you can't check check out the live show, it will be there on YouTube. And if you don't watch on YouTube, you can listen to it on the podcast stream. I will uh, say quick apologies. I, for whatever reason, my mic settings got all jacked up and I did not have it turned on. So that's why it sounded really bad on Friday. I always try to have the best audio quality I can have here. So I'm sorry. It sounded bad. I was not happy when I found out that I literally spent 50 minutes with a bad mic. I'm like, what are we doing here? But either way, make sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every Friday, unless something crazy happens like last Friday and or it's a holiday, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. So get those questions into me at, at Julian Council or just you know DM me or at me. So go ahead and do that. We talked a lot about the free agency moves Carolina Panthers have made, and I love what Scott Fitter has done so far. He has been aggressive. He's been putting, he's been fixing the holes and patching them up that the Carolina Panthers needed, both on the offensive line and on defense. And he kept doing that on Saturday as Action Jackson, Dante Jackson, will be back here in Carolina for the next three seasons. Thirty-five point one million dollar deal, an average annual value of eleven point seven million dollars for Dante Jackson. The former second round pick out of LSU and it was a much needed signing and I think it was smart the way the Panthers went about it with Dante Jackson let him test the market why not free agent we'll see what it is he's a good player you want him back you talked about drafting JC Horn eighth overall last year because you wanted to have someone next to Dante so fine that's cool let him go test out his market, see what it was. We saw what cornerbacks like Carlton Davis were able to get, like J.C. Jackson, Mr. Interception, were able to get. Dante was never going to get $15 million per year. 
Now, the 10, 11, 12 million dollar range, that always made a lot of sense for Dante Jackson. And when his market did not materialize in the way that he wanted it to, probably that's when the Carolina Panthers needed to pounce on him. I also think that going after a quarterback in Deshaun Watson last week, that did not work out for the Panthers or the Saints or the Falcons. Thank you, God. That led to Dante coming back. Because if you did not have, if you would have gotten Deshaun and had to deal with his salary cap, you probably could not afford to bring back Dante Jackson. But the fact that they weren't able to get him, they were able to make more signings on Friday, like we saw of Matt Ioannidis, the defensive tackle, with um, Johnny Hecker, even though I don't know if not getting Watson or getting Watson would have precluded them from getting the four-time All-Pro punter and Johnny Hecker. That helped them out a lot. And also Bradley Bozeman, the guard center who they were able to sign on Sunday, who or on Friday, rather, who is the former center last year for the Baltimore Ravens and the last previous seasons before that spent time at left guard starting out for the Ravens. I don't know if they're able to make all those moves, but I'm sure in my heart, I don't think they were going to be able to make this move without moving around the salary cap, restructuring deals, and also with not signing Deshaun Watson helped out a lot with Dante Jackson. And we talked last week when looking at this cornerback room where Stephon Gilmore, he still has not signed anywhere as of this recording on Sunday night, March 20th. We'll see what happens on Monday, the 21st, when you're probably listening to this and if he's signed anywhere, but currently hasn't. And I had the conversation with you all throughout the free agency period and leading up to it about the three players who the three key free agency players for the Carolina Panthers were. Hassan Reddick, Dante Jackson, and Stephon Gilmore. Never thought Reddick was going to come back. We found out when Scott Bitter talked to the media at the NFL Combine up in Indianapolis that they were going to let him test free agency. And a guy who just had 23 and a half sacks for the last two seasons and only got a prove-it deal last year in Carolina of $6 million. You knew he was going to try to get the bag. He got the bag with his hometown team in Philadelphia. Stephon Gilmore. Yes, he's from Rock Hill. It was a fun move when they made it. Might have been more of a reactionary move that the Panthers probably shouldn't have made, giving up a six-round pick in 2023. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. He's over 30. You would rather have a younger player. It makes sense why they're going to allow him to go elsewhere. It also makes sense why Stephon Gilmore is not trying to sit here and wait for the Carolina Panthers to find a quarterback. He wants to win over the next couple seasons that he has left in his career. Dante always made the most sense as the most likely of the three to return here at Carolina. And I'm damn glad to have him. Seriously, I'm happy to have him back here. He was my breakout player heading into 2022. I thought for the most part he played really well outside of the Washington game. Every time he plays in Arizona, he's fantastic. And you need that leadership. He was a captain last year. He talked about prior to the season how much that meant to him. And now to come back to Carolina to be the elder statesman in that cornerback room with J.C. Horn, with C.J. Henderson, who this might be the best for C.J. Henderson to allow him to not have the pressure of being the cornerback number two. I imagine that J.C. will still be will be CB, CB1 if we do that. He'll still be the, the top cornerback on a team. And then Dante will be the number two, but he's a, a veteran guy and that allows CJ Henderson to fill into the slot or wherever else they need him defensively and not ask too much of him. It also helps that guys like Keith Taylor, the fifth rounder out of Washington, this team really likes a lot. They don't have to worry about, hey, if someone goes down, you got to come in and start right away. Like we saw towards the end of the season where there were good things that happened with that and also bad things it's good to get experience we'll see how troy pride jr factors in same thing with stan thomas oliver and if they still look at getting a corner in the draft but overall the carolina panthers have put plenty of resources in that room with jc horn with cj henderson and now with dante jackson i'm very happy to see what they've done now i'm recording this on sunday walking over here i was at my friend's place watching the duke michigan state game unfortunately duke's gonna move on coach k's career continues at least until thursday come on texas tech and I know they're playing Notre Dame. They're one. They're up by one at the half while I'm recording this. But please, Texas Tech, I need you. Notre Dame, Mike Bray used to coach Coach K. He's going to roll at the red carpet 
and let's Coach K, let Coach K go to the Elite Eight. I don't want that happening. I'm glad my Tar Heels were able to win that game on Saturday, even though I almost had a heart attack. Like, legitimately was on all fours, could not breathe prior to the final possession in regulation. But that's not what we're talking about here. Walking back over to my apartment, I got a notification on my Apple Watch, which has been going off nonstop since Monday at noon. The Carolina Panthers had signed linebacker Corey Littleton to a one-year deal, and I was pretty happy about that. I'm not overexcited. Corey Littleton, if you remember, week one back in 2019, had the interception of Cam Newton when the Panthers lost to the Rams. He was a good player in L.A. Signed a four-year big-time deal with the Las Vegas Raiders and was pretty overwhelming over the last two seasons. I'm not all that concerned about that, though. The Carolina Panthers last year had zero depth at linebacker. When Jack Thompson missed those games with a foot injury, that did not lead to a good situation for the Panthers as Jermaine Carter Jr. had to step up, trading away. Um, Denzel Perryman hurt the Panthers long-term as he turned out to be a pro bowler. Maybe not the best decision for the Carolina Panthers. I understand why they moved off of him and they were able to get compensation for him. But the linebacker core was not great last season and he had no depth at all. Now you have Shaq Thompson coming back. You got Damian Wilson coming in after a career year down in Jacksonville. And then you add Corey Littleton. At the very least, you have a competition going into camp. And competition's key. We had no competition at the kicker spot last year, which led to a lot of frustration for a lot of Panther fans. And we saw it didn't work out as Joey Sly was terrible. They brought in Santoso. And eventually, Zane Gonzalez took over the spot as he re-signed a new deal here in Carolina last week. Happy about how that worked out with special teams-wise. The linebacker group got better with Corey Littleton addition. He'll be on the roster. For me still, heading into the draft next month, I want the Carolina Panthers to take a linebacker. They need to find someone in the middle rounds, and they don't have a day two pick. Someone in the fourth or fifth round, I would like to develop and potentially fill that hole down the road. Both the signings of Pierce, or not Pierce, of Wilson, Damian Wilson, and of Littleton are only one-year deals. So they're only one-year solutions right now. If you can find someone potentially that can fill in next to Shaq Thompson heading into 2023 in this upcoming draft, I'd be all for that. We'll see. They have options, and signing guys like that allows the Carolina Panthers options. And that's what Scott Fitter says that he wants to have heading into the draft. There's been some reports recently with the Carolina Panthers potentially might be able to find a left tackle. Could that open up the possibility of, dare I say, a quarterback at six? We'll get into that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. We're inching closer to the start of the month of April, and Guys, I think we're well past the time where we've pretty much given up on all our New Year's resolutions. You've probably already done it. I might have done it, but we're not. We're going to hang tough, and we're going to stick to our resolution of eating right. And thanks to Built Bar, it almost feels like we don't have one because we actually enjoy eating them. Have you all tried the Built Bar Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Matter of fact, all built bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Yes, puffs included. That's 100% check a real chocolate on every single built bar. They're low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better tasting and they're better for you. So get a boat.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From everything that... I've read and everything that's been reported, the Carolina Panthers are dead set on going offensive line at six. In particular, they would like to have the franchise left tackle, something the Carolina Panthers have not done. And they have not had since Jordan Gross retired nine years ago. I think we're heading into our ninth or 10th straight season of a different starter at left tackle. And boy, that has, who y'all, that has really, that's, that's weighed a lot on my soul. I can't do it anymore. I can't do any more of the Mike Rimmers. I can't do any more of the Matt Khalil's, the Marshall Newhouses, the um, the rent-a-tackle Russell Okung. No more. No more Byron Bells. No more Nate Chandlers. No more Marshall Newhouses. None of that. Let's find a left tackle. Please let that happen. So currently, as we sit here in late March, the Carolina Panthers seem to be dead set on an offensive tackle there at sixth overall in the draft. But will that happen? Scott Fitterer, as I just told you all on the other side, has said that he wants to use free agency to allow them to go into the draft at best player available. Last year, when they made all the moves in free agency, what did they do at eighth overall? They went best player available. That best player available was J.C. Horn, who also happened to be the first defensive player taken off the board. I understand that Mac Jones is sitting there, Justin Fields is sitting there, and maybe the Carolina Panthers made a mistake. We'll see how those two quarterbacks pan out throughout the rest of their careers. And as we know, Sam Darnold, probably not the long-term answer. And hey, I have something there for you in just a moment on Sam Darnold and maybe giving him a second chance. I don't know. Don't get mad at me. We'll get into it here shortly. But either way, the Carolina Panthers want to go in to the drafts, being able to being able to take the best player on their board, which is the way that you should go. You shouldn't have to reach. You shouldn't just be like, oh, we need a running back, so let's take him at this point in time. No. What does your draft board say? Is that the top guy on your board? Take that player. Now, the reporting from Daniel Jeremiah, according to one of his sources a couple weeks on the Rich Eisen show, said that it doesn't really matter whether they're reaching or not. They're getting a left tackle at that point in time. But what happens if the Carolina Panthers sign one in free agency? Teron Armstead is still a free agent. I saw that he was going down to Miami with the Dolphins to meet with them. $24 million per year, according to Spotrack, Track, whatever, however it's pronounced. I don't know. He apparently is interested in going down there, but it's going to cost him a ton of money for the Carolina Panthers to bring him here, and they can't really afford to do that. And I understand it. And they still want to probably save some space in case they bring in a quarterback. We'll see how the Jimmy G market materializes. It's not really the capital you have to give San Francisco and they don't really have any um, leverage at all. It comes down to bidding the cap number here. And I'm not really big on Jimmy Garoppolo, especially with the shoulder injury. Let's not do that here in Carolina. And they apparently don't think he's much of an upgrade from Sam Darnold, which I think is kind of asinine to think that Garoppolo is not better than Sam Darnold. Have you watched him play? Clearly he's better than Darnold, but that's not the conversation we're trying to have right now. Carolina Panthers are interested in left tackles. They're not waiting. And I said to y'all before, For me, I really want the Carolina Panthers to figure out who the left tackle is during free agency. They got their guard in Austin Corbett. 
They brought in Bradley Bozeman, who could either start at left guard or start at center. I'm not huge on Pat Elfline, and I'm totally cool with Bradley Bozeman being either the center or the left guard next season, and likely the center, and then maybe putting Christensen there at left guard and maybe Deontay Brown. I, it, they have depth. It gives them options. The positional flexibility is something that we found out last year on the first day of free agency when they re-signed Russell o- when they signed, not re-signed, signed Russell Okung and Pat Elfline in the first five minutes of free agency. Terrible decision. It helped him later on at least with Pat Elfline when Paradis went down with that ACL that he could start. And now he has the first crack at being the starting center, even though Bradley Bozeman might take it from him. The Carolina Panthers, though, as I've seen reports this weekend, and from David Newton, I think, the Carolina Panthers are interested in Dwayne Brown, who has been a former pro bowler with the Seattle Seahawks, also the Houston Texans. He's now up in age, though. When we talked about the left tackle prospects who they could potentially sign here for agency, he was one of them that we had a conversation about. Being up in age is concerning. He has not missed snaps, though, over the last couple of seasons which is important to detail. You go back to what the Rams were able to get in Andrew Whitworth over the last couple of seasons. Last week, he finally retired after winning the Super Bowl. Good for him. Great guy. Walter Payton, NFL Man of the Year this past season in 2021. He was nails for the Rams. He did have a couple injuries, but overall, it was a great free agency signing when they signed him around the same age that Dwayne Brown is for the Carolina Panthers. The only thing for me when I talked about it a couple of weeks ago, and I'm now talking about it with y'all now, is I don't love the idea of an older tackle there at the blind side because he can only be here for one or two years. If they're lucky for, well, as we know, the Carolina Panthers aren't really lucky when it comes to the offensive line. So I'm not really wanting them to take the risk. It could work out though. It could work out and he might be the best available that they can actually afford. I don't imagine that Dwayne Brown is commanding much of a market at this point in time in his age. So he might be the best option. And we look at the left tackles. They're probably not going to get a Quanu. I don't know, even know if they look at him as a left tackle. Evan Neal likely is not going to be there. The left tackle out of Alabama. So then you're looking at Charles Cross or Trevor Penning. Charles Cross played in a air raid op- uh, offense last year in Starkville, Mississippi for Mike, not Mike Gunny, Mike Leach in Mississippi State. He knows how to pass protect. They also want to get downhill. They don't run a lot. And that might be a little bit of a learning curve for him. I don't see how it really could be. You're big. Just go block the guy in front of you. But there's a lot of nuances that go into the offensive line and what they got to do in the blocking schemes. And I'm not an offensive line expert. I just know the guy only gave up one sack in 500 snaps or something like that last year in college football, according, according to Pro Football Focus. Yeah, I'm interested in him. Trevor Penning, he's coming from the FCS in Northern Iowa. Big step in competition. Do you want him starting day one? Brady Christensen, I know y'all like him. The numbers and the advanced analytics say he was actually just okay when he started the last couple uh, games of the season at left tackle. But according to James Campen, the new offensive line coach, he would have liked to see more to Brady Christensen and thinks that he could play there. And the Carolina Panthers have come across um, when it comes to the idea of, oh, not come across, they come around on the idea of letting him start there at left tackle if they need to do that but it seems like they're interested in other players. Dwayne Brown was one of them, according to David Newton of ESPN.com. I understand y'all don't really like David Newton all that much, but he does work for ESPN. They're not going to let anyone tweet out nonsense if they work for ESPN. I actually believe that report. And then Sheena Quick, who was all over Deshaun Watson stuff, was saying he's going to go to Atlanta. looked like he was going to Atlanta until the Browns gave him all that money. In your face, Falcons. Eric Fisher 
a former number one overall pick who played for the Kansas City Chiefs, helped him win a Super Bowl. He was in Indy last year. Wasn't great, wasn't bad. He's a year removed now from an Achilles tear, which is the reason why he missed the Super Bowl uh, during the 2020 season. And Pat Mahomes is running for his life against the Buccaneers there in Raymond James Stadium that day. He could be an option where if you if he plays well, he's still young. I think he's about 27, 28. You can have Eric Fisher for the next five, six years, and maybe even longer. Let's see, Eric Fisher, just, get, just to make sure I did get his age right. He is, oh, never mind. He's older. He's 31. So mm, never mind on that whole situation. Glad I looked that up. Yeah, Fisher, still, if he's healthy, five years. So it's pretty much the same thing I'm saying, but five years, that could work out. They're interested. Apparently, according to uh, another report I saw from uh, Jeremy Fowler, the Bengals who signed Lael Collins, former Cowboy. The Panthers were also in the thick of it, too, uh, but he's headed to Cincinnati. Bengals had the inside track and held on to it. They're a team, as I had told you all, that's very interested and was going to be interested, just like the Panthers, and aggressive in trying to bring offensive linemen, which could be getting the Carolina Panthers' way. As we saw with Lael Collins, he came from a winner in Dallas, now going to a winner in Cincinnati. Carolina Panthers would be able to pluck him. If they would have, would have been great. And that also would have opened up the opportunity. And they could still sign someone, whether it's Brown or Fisher, or whoever else is available. They could still make a play at a left tackle in a second wave of free agency coming up here this week, which now makes me wonder, will that sixth pick be allocated to a quarterback? I'm still not all on board on that. Here's why. Maybe we give Sam Darnold a second chance. Stop laughing. Stop it. Maybe, maybe we give him a second chance. We'll get into that here in just a moment on Lockdown Panthers. It's that time of the year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us from all the latest odds, contests, and player props. BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As y'all know, I have probably been Sam Darnold's biggest attractor since he came to Carolina. Even before he came to Carolina, I was on this show in my first week. Might have been my first ever episode saying, why trading for Sam Darnold? Made no sense. Because he's not good. That's the problem. But maybe Sam Donald's not good because of Adam Gase. Because of a bad offensive line. Christian McCaffrey being injured. Robbie Anderson having a down year. Maybe that's why Sam Donald hasn't been good. Maybe we should give him a second chance. Seriously. I'm honestly, I can't. I had an epiphany on Saturday about... Giving Sam Darnold a second chance here in Carolina. The Panthers brought him here last year because he's young, 
as a big arm. They thought that they could have that downfield presence, and you saw it week one, the touchdown pass he had at Robbie Anderson, and we did not see that the rest of the year. In part, because Robbie Anderson couldn't catch the football, the offensive line didn't give him enough time, and Sam Darnold just lost all confidence in the world. But is there something still in there? We've heard it from Tony Romo, Daniel Jeremiah, that they still think that there's something in Sam Darnold and if he gets the right opportunity with offensive linemen around him, McCaffrey healthy, DJ Moore now extended, Robbie Anderson, you bring in Rashard Higgins, who is a great asset for Baker Mayfield in Cleveland the last couple of years. Terrace Marshall develops, Shai Smith, that he could potentially have success. Is it worth another shot? I still believe that Sam Darnold, if he comes, I mean, he's going to be here on the roster. I still believe the Panthers need to bring in competition for Sam Darnold. I'm not gung-ho about a quarterback. And it looks like they're fixing to go draft one in the first round. They might not stay there at six. I don't think that either one of the guys, whether it's Malik Willis, who I know is a fan favorite right now, or Kenny Pickett, who might be the, the one who's most ready to play in the NFL and gives the team and Matt Rule in particular the best shot at not losing their jo- his job and winning in 2022. He might be the pick. The connection with Rule to Temple, David Tepper and that Pittsburgh connection as well. It might be Pickett. They're loading up to me to go draft a quarterback in the first round the way things have worked out. Scott Fitter also, as I said to you in that last segment, has always wanted the team to have the flexibility and to have options there when they get to the draft and go best player available. And if Pickett somehow is eighth on their board, then I guess he'll – or sixth on their board, excuse me, I guess he'll be the pick. Weird if that is the case. We will see, of course – But for me, I just don't know if Matt Rule wants to take that risk. And as I've said to y'all, when they brought in Sam Darnold, that was kind of a two-year thing. I felt from the beginning that it would not work and they'd be searching for a quarterback this time of year. You're investing two years, $22 million for last year, 18 this year, close to the 19 really, and not great when it comes to how he played and just how you're trying to maneuver things and with the salary cap. And you would like to have Sam Darnold played well and you wouldn't have to worry about having a high-priced quarterback this season instead you're looking like you're gonna have a high price backup no team in the nfl is gonna be dumb enough to trade for sam darnold why not just continue to coach sam darnold if i were the owner i would say that you made your bed and you gotta lay in it you brought sam darnold you told me all these great things about him all the attributes and all of the superlatives why he can succeed okay go help him succeed go do it so for the carolina panthers this year go help him succeed go do it scott fitter said following the bucks game during exit interviews, that they have to do more to help Sam Darnold. He said the same thing a couple weeks ago in Indy at the NFL Scouting Combine when he spoke to the media. We have to do more to help Sam. They've done more to help Sam. They brought in two new offensive linemen. They're looking at bringing a left tackle. They re-signed DJ Moore, who was going to be on a roster anyway. They brought in another runner in Deontay Foreman. They've done a lot to help Sam or whoever is the quarterback next season. If these offensive linemen can stay healthy, and if they do, in fact, stick there, at six and take an offensive lineman, there's no reason why whoever plays quarterback for the Carolina Panthers can't have success. It also hinges on Christian McCaffrey staying healthy, but the reworked offensive line, Christian McCaffrey back, Robbie hopefully playing better next season, and that also depends on the quarterback play. I'm not going to ignore that at all. DJ Moore is going to get his regardless of who the quarterback is. We've seen it over the last couple of seasons. That DJ doesn't matter. We wonder what the numbers would be like if he had a Patrick Mahomes or someone like that. And Josh Allen, that would be scary 
if he had someone like that here in Carolina throwing the football to him. Currently, that's not the case. I'm not saying the Carolina Panthers still shouldn't look at a quarterback. I want them to sign a veteran. I don't want them to trade any efforts, especially for Gardner Minshew. Stop it. Stop asking me about Gardner Minshew. Do not do that. No, 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 no. Please. I'm sitting here ready to just let Darnold have a chance. If he plays well, then that's perfect. That's exactly what they wanted to see happen when they traded for him last spring. If he doesn't play well, rules fired. They're bringing a new quarterback next year, hopefully via the draft, either Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, whoever emerges, and you get an offensive coach, and things work out for the best. Yeah, you want to win this year. I want to win this year. It's going to feel like three wasted years for the Panthers. Keep going after quarterbacks. They've already been embarrassed back-to-back offseasons. Really, David Tepper's been embarrassed back-to-back offseason because Matthew Stafford didn't want to come here to Sean Watson, despite all that he's facing legally, didn't want to come here. And the same thing with Russell Wilson. He didn't want to come here. They all wanted to go to winners instead. And the Cleveland Browns, well, it was all about the money, as I told y'all on Friday. They should have learned by now that they need to change up their approach. Stop reaching. Stop being desperate for a quarterback. Darnold had the top three pedigree. If you draft Willis, if you draft Pickett, both of those guys are going to be first-rounders. And neither one of them is going to have been as highly acclaimed as Sam Darnold coming into this draft. So just knowing that, there's no guarantees. It's all a crapshoot. Let's see if the guy who went third overall, who you believed in last year, can actually figure it out. I'm willing to give him a second chance. And this is coming from the guy who's been his biggest detractor here in Carolina and was sick when they traded for him, knowing what was going to come. But maybe I'm wrong, and I hope I'm wrong. At this point, after watching them go after Watson and knowing that Sam seems to be just a solid dude who's unassuming, plays football, California cool, from Slan Clemente, why not give him another opportunity? It, it kind of felt a little dirty that we're like, okay, he's so bad, we'd rather get someone who's accused of the things that Watson's accused of. And he's a great player. And I told y'all I'd want the player here. Now the person didn't feel as comfortable about that or comfortable at all, really. Let's give Sam Donald a second chance. Why not? <laughs> yeah, having a hard time convincing myself, but sure. Let's do it. All right, that's going to wrap it up here on this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on YouTube, entering week five. Want to get up to 700 subscribers by the end of the week. We got like 170 plus last week let's get up there we're over like 530 so far so let's get to 700 by the end of the week tell your friends tell your mom tell your uncle tell whoever to watch the show on youtube and if you just want to listen to the show you can check it over on apple podcast rate review subscribe five stars only and you can check it out on spotify and all the other podcasting platforms out there and be sure to follow me on twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday, starting again this Friday, I'll answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. So either at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council. You can always leave a comment on any of the shows from that week on YouTube, and I'll answer that question on Friday. In the meantime, stay safe, be happy, keep pounding, and I'll talk to y'all on Tuesday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.